It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Auburn misses out on Julian Phillips as the talented small forward picks Tennessee over Auburn and a host of other schools. What does it mean? What does Bruce Pearl do with that last remaining scholarship? We tell you on today's Locked On Auburn. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. The Tigers miss out on Julian Phillips, and here to help us break it all down is Justin Hokinson, the man over at AuburnLive.com and on three. Hoke, you posted uh, to the corner message board on the site um, the morning of the decision, and you're like, you know, my gut is Tennessee, and you nailed it. Yeah, I mean, things change in recruiting a lot, uh, and I would say with NIL, it, it's just going to um, exacerbate that um, because, you know, if it comes down to an NIL decision, well, that that can be changed real quick. Yeah, uh, We're not talking about feelings or something that could change maybe over days. I mean – if you're looking for an NIL deal, well, that could change overnight. And so, you know, I think Auburn was in good position a week ago. Um, and, and and I think at that time, it's because NIL-wise, Auburn was competitive. Um, and that that changed. Uh, you know, Tennessee, in, in the last however many days, Tennessee made the decision they really wanted Julian Phillips, and they weren't going to lose him. He was too important um, to their basketball program and the m- momentum of their program. Right. Uh, he wasn't as important to Auburn and where they're at in terms of what Auburn's got coming in their class um and look tennessee's collective uh has a lot of money and they're they're shelling it out and so they just made a decision that they wanted it more um and so their nil offer was a considerable amount more than both auburn and the g league what's the rumor what's the rumor of the number of it do you you feel comfortable answering that so the rumor of the number and i think it's important to preface these numbers with um you know we don't know for sure. There's things that could go into it like, hey, if we make the postseason, maybe there's more in it for you. Or if you stay a second year, maybe there, there's Are, are you allowed that to do work. that? Are you allowed to make it incentive-based? I'm fairly certain you could do things like that. Like, hey, if you make postseason, well, th- there's more opportunities that could open up kind of thing. Or okay. if not, it could be it could be something that's just said, hey, if we, we go to the NCAA tournament we'll make sure there's more opportunities for you. Yeah. You sign more, you sign more autographs or something like that. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, so you got that going on. And and the other important thing is I'll say the numbers. So the rumored numbers were 2 million for Tennessee uh, and right around just under a million for Auburn and G league. Now um, I'll say I'm fairly, I'm fairly confident in those numbers. Okay. I'll say that. Um, Regardless, and I'll, and I'll also say this, regardless of if Auburn would have, uh, you know, increased their NIL offer, I'm fairly certain Tennessee wasn't going to l- let that gap close too much. If, if Auburn came back and said, all right, whatever, we'll do it, Tennessee was going to come back again, from what I understand. I got mean, it. That, that was, it was very important to them um, that they got that deal done. So, um, and the other thing I was going to say about NIL numbers is, um, and look, I'm, I'm giving you rumors, like, so you could, you could take this and account me too, but... I would just, you know, I think everybody's got to kind of be a little bit careful about NIL numbers. No question. Um, 
and this is and this is why if and a lot of times I think it's going to be I'm telling you those numbers based on a, the school that didn't that didn't get him. I think a collective doesn't want that number getting out. Not really. Um, one, they they don't want they don't they don't need a cash grab from another player coming. Hey, you you gave him two million. Yeah, it's so, like I, I, I'm I'm better than him, or I'm, I'm close. 13th. He, yeah. he was 15th, and I'm 13th. Right. Uh, you don't want that. Right. You don't want that to happen. You don't want right. obviously other schools to have too much of an idea of where you are going to land with these kids. Now, Auburn knew Tennessee's number. Tennessee knew Auburn's number. When you're in there with the family and think you're probably going to figure it out, but they don't want that widely known necessarily. Um, and so you got to be careful when you're hearing some of these numbers reported um, and just kind of, you got to take things into account Who, who's reporting it. Right. You know, I mean, cause there's a lot of incentive. If you're, if you're a collective, if you're Tennessee's collective, a lot of it, there's a lot of reason for them to tell, let's say their media people that, that they can, that they communicate with to tell them a number far less than that. Hey, you know, we got him for $500,000. Yeah. Leak that number. They're okay with leaking the wrong number. Um, and so then it comes out, oh, they just paid 500,000. Then, you know, have kids coming up wanting 2 million and it, it, it keeps things, you know, under control. So it's just an interesting aspect as we get into NIL, just understand even that with these numbers. And if you hear a number like reported, take, take a lot of things into account. Right. But you know, if it's just, Hey, this report says that this was the offer, probably a chance it's more than that. Um, That's interesting. Anyway, I just think we're trying to navigate it. It's just important to know. But, other, but all, Tennessee w- just made it clear that they 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 very much wanted Phillips and made him a a priority. And that's the market. The market, like I told I told somebody, the market is uh, efficient. It's not always rational. There's no question about that. So, when do you think this deal, I guess, or potential deal with Tennessee formed? Because it really seemed like a week ago, the people I talked to at Auburn, and it sounds like. You were kind of in the mindset too that Auburn was in the lead for this kid. Um, a- a- am I misspeaking on that, or did this kind of develop a little bit uh, over the last week or so? Yeah, I, I mean, it, I don't know if Auburn. I think Auburn felt really good about their position. Sure. Um, I know, you know, and it wasn't just look, Jamie Shaw, the on three basketball analyst. I mean, there were people out there that said they thought Auburn was in the lead. Yeah. They're completely, uh, in you know, independent in terms of Auburn or Tennessee. I think at that time the nil the deal the packages were less and they were closer together. And I think Tennessee came back and and said, we're not losing this kid. I think they made a push and substantially increased their NIL number um, to a number that Auburn was not going to go to and the G League was not going to go to. Um, They were not losing that kid. And they were going to keep a substantial gap in there to make sure that it wasn't a deal where Julian Phillips, let's say, said, well, they're offering me $200,000 more, but I love it more there. And if I go, that's just such a small amount when I'm going to go in the first round next year, they were going to make sure that that gap stayed enough that it was going to be really hard for that family uh, and your whole family, you know, with Julian and the family. No, I mean, that, that's so, yeah, life-changing stuff. something that developed yeah. that, last, that last week. I think they were at a certain point. Uh, and then I think Tennessee came in really strong and just they put a package together. Their collective did a good job. And and, and Auburn wasn't going to go there. So Tennessee decided it was worth it. The value, he, he was very valuable to them. They only have one kid in their class right. uh, committed. Um, you know, the, you, Rick Barnes, you lose in the postseason again. There's 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 some angst there. Right. Um, they want to keep the momentum going in that program. Landing Julian Phillips was a great way to do that. So his value was higher for Tennessee than it, it was for Auburn. Do you and that's what's the, weird is it's weird to even talk about that. NIL, because NIL's... Oh, this whole conversation is weird. This conversation, and it's like, it's, you feel like you're talking about, like in the old days, but we're, we're really not. It's totally fine. 
Yeah, I mean, this, this is a weird, this is a weird conversation that we're having, but it's it's yeah. it's important. Do you get the impression that Auburn could have gone to two million or could have gone higher, but they just chose not to because it needed to be spent elsewhere, or is that all they're really capable of doing? Um. Well, you know, is it all they're capable of doing? No, but but they're not. They're not paying. They're not paying. You know, if two million is the number, they're not paying two million dollars for a basketball player. Um. I mean, they're just, that's, they're not, I mean, like, do you think there's a player that's being paid $2 million at Auburn? Uh, no. Okay. I mean, well, that's now all- I don't know all the details of like Jabari, you know, I don't know what Under Armour now is in with him. I don't know. Like, I don't know what went into sure. maybe, you know, Hey, down the road, like, let's get you hooked. I don't know how, how that all worked, but yeah, no, that's just a number that I don't, as of right now, that's a, that's a big number. They're man. not comfortable that is a with that number at all, number. at all. I mean, <laughs> right. there's just not the, and if you think about think about how good do you have to be to play one year and and actually the ROI on two million would make sense. I mean, even think about Jabari. Everything he accomplished this year, Auburn wins the regular season. Right. Like, I guess you could make a case that somebody like what Jabari did comes in, regular season championship, national freshman of the year, could be the number one pick. That's probably I don't know all the all the, the numbers, but I feel like you could make a case for something like a two million number, not for a guy that's going to come in. You probably make the tournament. He's going to be drafted fifteenth. I mean, that's like what Schuma got drafted. I mean, so right. that's just that's a that's a that's a that's a wild that's a wild number. Yeah, wild I mean, it, it would be interesting to see, like, because because I think he kind of reminds me of Schuma a little bit, and so it's mm-hmm. like when he when he leaves Tennessee, it'll probably be after this season, but maybe even after next, it, it'd be interesting to see. Who had the better collegiate career, him or Chuma Okiki? And it's like, I wouldn't be shocked if it was Chuma. I know Chuma had two years. It took, kind of took him towards the end of the second year to turn it on. But um, I don't know. It's hard to get drafted higher than Chuma did. Like, it's just tough. Not many kids do it. It's 14 yeah, a year. Yeah. Like, that's, that's tough. On, yeah, and I think on, uh, and it'll change, but I think ESPN came out with a couple of days ago, kind of a look ahead. And I think he was about 15 in, in their kind of really early mock draft. Um, Julian Phillips was to the Cavs. And so... If you're Auburn, he Phillips was going to be icing on the cake for Auburn. They've got three kids coming in. Uh, they got a scholarship left. He was he was a guy that look was going to LSU. Tennessee's been on him longer. Um, they thought they had him at one point. Like Auburn came in late and really almost stole him. Yeah. Um, and so he would have been icing on the cake for 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 what Auburn's bringing in and what Auburn's going to be next year. The real impact of Phillips. Well, one, he goes to a, a, a team that's going to be competing with you for the SEC championship. So that that matters. That helps them. It hurts you in that way. But really what it does for Auburn, it's going to put a lot of pressure. Not that there already wasn't, but it's just going to put more pressure on Alan Flanagan. He is going to have to get it together. Um, he's going through workouts right now with some, you know, some combine stuff. He's going to come back. Yeah. Um, he's got to get his mind right. He's got to get his mind right. He's got to get healthy. Right. Uh, he's got to quit turning the ball over. Like he's got to develop into the player that we know he's capable of being. If he can, if we, if he can, he's better than Julian Phillips next year. If he gets his mind right, Alan Flanagan's better than Phillips next year for what he'd bring to Auburn next year. I'm not talking about NBA career. I'm talking about next year. Alan Flanagan, true freshman Phillips. Flanagan's a better player, but he's got to get his mind right. And then of course, Chris Moore behind him. Both those guys are just, they're going to have to come on and Auburn's going to have to trust them. To, to step up to the plate. Yeah, you got to assume Jalen Williams will rotate in there um, as well. Hoke, you mentioned that uh, that one scholarship spot remaining. Let's talk about what Bruce Pearl 
and this Auburn basketball team could do with that in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Look, summer is right around the corner. Hey, for some folks, summer may already be here. You're going to be traveling. You're going to be on the go. And Built Bar is the best tasty and healthy treat to bring with you wherever you go over the next few months. Every Built Bar is uh, covered 100% in uh, chocolate, and all of them are very high in protein, very low in calories. It's crazy. They're good for you, but they taste like a candy bar. ton of different flavors. There's something for everyone. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. That is at Built.com. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait, find locked on college basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Hope before we jump into the conversation about the, uh, the that one more scholarship, tell folks what all's going on at auburnlive.com. Yeah, I mean, a lot of recruiting right now. Obviously, we got baseball. Baseball teams trying to do what they can to host a regional. So you got baseball, and then yeah. really it's recruiting, man. Football, spring visits, offers going out. A little bit of basketball, but that's kind of wrapping up now in terms of basketball recruiting. So we're about to enter that time, really, of um, of recruiting and baseball, you know, kind of leading into the summer. That sort of slow time when we hear about all of the things that we don't care about. But uh, but that's what makes the, the message boards fun. Look, this is the time of year where you join Auburn Live, hop over on the corner, and talk about – Auburn stuff or anything else you want to talk about. This is the time when you can kind of have fun with it before it gets really serious again with football. So yeah, it's, it's, we're always, always busy, man. Jeffrey and Cole do a great job. So we're mm-hmm. very appreciative of, of the community that we've built. Yeah. And, and uh, I think it was Jeffrey wrote about two transfers, uh, two guys in the transfer portal taking official visits this weekend. That's what we'll talk about in just a moment, Hoke. But um, what does Auburn basketball do with this last scholarship spot? One, do they do anything with it? And two, if they do, um, is it a shooter? Do they wait for some of these guys to come back and you know pull their name out of the NBA draft that are still in the transfer portal? What are you thinking this looks like? Yeah, I think right now I'm not even sure they know. Um, you know, I, I think that it's possible that you wait and see who comes out of the, who pulls out of the draft, and maybe you grab somebody late. Okay. Um, I don't think that they're going to feel pressured or pressed right now into getting somebody. Okay. Um, I don't, you know, I don't think that, I think the roster of what it looks like, I mean, I think there's a chance for it to be a good, it's a good roster, um, a couple of holes, but I don't, you know, can they go find the shooters that, you know, I, I don't know if there's somebody out there at this point that they really, really want that they could go get people keep throwing around Tevin Brown. I still am not sure that that's going to happen. I mean, he's, he, he would have to pull out of the draft, which I'm not sure he's going to do that. Okay. Uh, he, I don't think he's given any indication that he's going to do that. So um we'll kind of watch him I guess anything's possible but at the moment I don't from talking to people I I don't have an indication that that's likely right now if he pulls out of the draft do you think it's likely I I guess so because I think at the moment the people I talk to are are like well he's he's not pulling out he hasn't given an indication he's pulling out we haven't talked to him you know so there's really nothing to go off of if he pulled out sure because look the kid the kid's from Mobile right and really likes Auburn um, I mean, it, I think the, the funny thing that happened on Twitter it actually actually had an impact between him and, um, and the Auburn fan base. So, yeah, I mean, if, if he was an option, if he came back and looked like he was going to come back, then, yeah, I think he becomes an, 
and uh, an, uh, an option and, and boy, whew, you talk about a perfect fit no and, question. You know, and hitting kind of hitting the sweet spot of what Auburn needs. But right now I'm just saying he's got to make a decision before that becomes reality and that's pull out the draft. And right, right now there's no indication necessarily that he will at the moment. So anyway, past that, they're not pressured to do anything. We'll just kind of wait and see what happens. Uh, I mean, they're not going to add, they were only going to add Julian Phillips because he was pretty talented. They don't want to go get another forward. You got Jalen Williams, you got Yohan Treor. They're not trying to pile another power forward type guy in there. Um, and so really, I think it comes down to, can you go land maybe a shooter, somebody to stretch it out or give you an option? Does the, there, do you think the shooter, it. does the shooter have to be a three or can the shooter, is there room for another guard on this team? Yeah, that's the tough one. I mean, those guards, I mean, as it is now, somebody like Zepp, who I know you love, I love Zepp's awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, his minutes are going to go down a little um, because of Chance Westry and, right. um, and then Trey Donaldson a little bit, but Chance Westry is going to play a little one, play a little two. Um, and so Zepp's going to hit, hit. So then, then, then if you talk about potentially bringing in another guard, that's a, that's a shooter, somebody that can stretch the court, you know, whatever, stretch the defense. Uh, yeah, it could be, it could be tough and it could be hard to get that guy. Cause he's going to go, you got window KD, you got Zepp, you got, you know, he, he yeah. might go out of, I don't yeah, know. Like Trey Donaldson's pretty that. good. So like, hmm, is this worth it? Right. Yeah. 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 So, um, be interesting to see. All right. So yeah, let's talk about some of these transfers and, and what Auburn football can do to kind of help shape their roster in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net continues to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. On yesterday's show, it was a betting show geared towards, you know, what are Auburn's odds to win the SEC championship? It was 66 to 1. So if you're feeling juicy, feeling dicey, head over to BetOnline and take advantage of some of those lines. And you'll see that BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering Information from live betting, playoffs, esports, and more. Bet online where the game starts. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Hoke. Um, your guys over at AuburnLive.com talked about a few transfer portal guys taking official visits this weekend. What it was a safety and a, a defensive lineman. Isn't that right? Yeah, Craig McDonald, uh, a safety from Iowa State, and, and Morris Joseph, a uh, defensive lineman from Memphis, uh, will both be on campus. The safety McDonald's got three years uh, of eligibility. Joseph, the tackle. Um, has got one. Um, again, at this point in the in the portal, I, I think we all kind of know what the situation is. Right. Post spring, um, these are kids that you know Auburn has some needs in terms of depth, um, and and that's kind of sa- what safety, defensive line, receiver, receiver probably more. They need playmakers, and I think they're hoping you know that when you get Worsham, I think that's a hope that okay, he's got some athletic ability. Maybe he can develop into somebody we we, we need defensive yeah, I mean, line and isn't, safety. Hoke, isn't yeah, the Zaylin Warsham kind of like the I don't know, like the the ideal of like what you're looking for at this point. Like they're they're lottery tickets, right? It's a guy with yeah. four years left of eligibility and it's like, all right, like there's a chance you could talk yourself into this guy being great for the Tigers in a year or two. Like that's, yeah. that's kind of what you're looking at at this point. And I think uh, Warsham is, is perfect for that. 
Yeah, I think I think that's a good way to look at it. And that's important to just have. So I think having the right perspective, like about where you are in this process and the transfer portal. We're not immediately after the season. This isn't where where we are. Yeah. Somebody like Worsham, you're like, okay, he's under armor all American. Okay, he's got a little ability, he's got a little speed. You know, there's there was I don't know what happened at Miami. I think I think he's a wild card, but he's got the athletic ability to play in the SEC. We need to find playmakers. Yeah. At this point, yeah, let's take a let's take a chance on him um and, and see if he develops. Um, and I think that's kind of that's just where we are. So when you look at McDonald, the safety, or Joseph the lineman, now those two positions, I think Auburn's it's more about depth. I think they've got decent p- players there, like potential playmakers. I think they just need an extra player, an extra player at that safety position, an extra player at that defensive lineman, so just to add depth. They don't necessarily need they're not looking for a star at the line. I think they've got some potentially some guys that can get the job done. They just need maybe another guy for depth. Same thing at at safety. So we'll kind of see if those guys sort of fit the mold. It's just man, I I don't know what you expect from a guy that come in post spring and and what kind of impact he's going to have in the SEC for this team next right. year. Um, it's tough at this point. You're really just trying to add a little bit of depth and sure up some positions. Worst case scenario, you know. Yeah, I mean, and there's a few positions, Hoke, where, like, I think there's real concern after this season. And, like, I know a lot of Auburn fans aren't excited about the offensive line this year, but it's like, well, right now, it's like, I don't know who the offensive line is next year, you know, after after maybe all of these guys leave. Um, Zaire is probably the one that's most likely to stay, assuming he even is the starting left tackle. And it's like, all the other ones are either... Um, super seniors, seniors, or uh, Keandre Jones, who may be a draft pick. So it's like, you're probably not getting those guys back. Um, then the defensive line is interesting because, like, they're loaded this year, but they're all gone after the season, too. Yeah, and I think, you know, when you look at that offensive line, um, tough spot that, that that Auburn was in and Brian Harson and Wilfred were in because you've got all these guys that decide to come back um, you know, you've got some, or I say, you got some guys that decide to come back for their fifth or sixth years. And so on one hand, that's good, but, but then that pretty much eliminates you any, any, any ability to go land an impact transfer. Right. So, um, well, I don't so know. That, we, I mean, we, we say that, but like, yeah, they fought tooth and nail to get a tackle and like the, t- both the tackle spots were open going into spring. Right. Well, I mean, yes and no. What I mean, these transfers, I don't know. I think I think these transfers right now, they're looking for sure things. They're saying, hey, you got a spot wide open. I mean, if you say, hey, well, we don't have a returner, but like here's our – and they're looking at going, okay, well, that's – I mean, that's a lot of guys. Like I, I'm going to transfer with one year to to maybe not start. I think the guys with one year, the, the guys that can make a quick impact, they want to play. Now. So, so you, 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 think, you, you think the handful of starts for Zaire and Troxel is enough to be like, eh, there's an easier pass somewhere else? I, I I would lean that way. I mean, okay, every that makes sense. Yeah. Every kid's going to think differently. But right. I, I think Zaire and Troxel are two guys that probably played enough football um, that, that make a kid go, okay, I can go if I can go one year. I just think those guys are looking for a sure thing. Yeah. As close to a sure thing as they can. Like, hey, our starter last year is gone. We got a freshman in there and that's it or whatever it is. You're the guy. Right. Um. And so I, it, it definitely impacts things. And so then, then it puts you in a tough situation next year because you weren't really able to sure up anything because you couldn't track them or you couldn't land them. And then now we'll see next year. You can't use that excuse next year, right? Like, so no. when you lose all these offensive linemen, uh, now you should be able to go maybe make hay 
in, mm-hmm. in, in, in the, in the transfer portal. It's just uh guy Harson, them got to get through this year. You got to get through this year and then try to land the transfers and rebuild an offensive line for next year. Uh, and it is a tall order right now for the, for that staff and the, to get through the next two years and to, to stave off what happened in the off season, to try to build momentum. There's a lot of work that has to be done over the next two years to make that happen. Surviving is what seven got to win seven. Or to six Ooh. to six get them there. I don't know. And I if mean, you don't want to talk about this right now, we don't have to. No, it's fine. It's it's. I, th- I think it's the question. I mean, I think it's the question that's. I mean, once the season starts, it's going to be every week. Every time they win or lose, it's going to be the question on. Okay, well, where do they got to get to? Because you're just. We're not going to be predict, be able to predict where the the influencers, the people that had an an impact on what happened in the off season. Gosh. We're not going to have an idea of where they're at. Game by game, if he gets to six, seven, like, will anything satisfy him this year? We have, well, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I mean, no clue. And, and Hoke, I've talked about this, but it's like, I'd love your thoughts on it. A year ago, when Harson was hired, and, you know, I, I think there was positive morale throughout the fan base and throughout the program, even with guys leaving, it's like, okay, that's fine. This is Harson. He's changing the culture. We all need that. But we all realized as soon as he was hired that this was going to be a build, this was going to be a process. And then somewhere between a year ago and the end of last season, the goalposts moved. Would you would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I would say so. I mean, you remember that Penn State game? It was like, whoa, you know, yeah, Kirk Herbstreit coming out talking about how just give Harson time. Yeah, and it's, all like, that it's like we belong. We're there. And now I think it was like a combination of I think it was a combination of things. A combination of recruiting on the outside wasn't going like it had been, right. not to that elite level. I mean, you, you know, say what you want. Gus and that staff, they recruited a lot of really elite players. Do you hear that sound, Hoke? Do you hear that sound? That was six people commenting on YouTube that Gus was not a good recruiter. And I roll <laughs> my eyes every time. Uh, look, I mean, look, the only place he was in his offensive line, if you look outside of that, he landed, there was a lot of good players that his staff landed at receiver, linebacker, you know, defensive line, like different different players. Yeah. Um, but I think I the combination with Harson of recruiting kind of – not feeling like it's hitting on all cylinders. And then the season starts to go downhill. You collapse to Mississippi State. Oh, Bo Nix gets hurt. You know, then it's it was just kind of one thing after another that that you could paint it in a negative light against Harson if you wanted to. Bo Nix leaves. Well, geez, that's a three-year starter, a guy that loves Auburn, and he didn't even like Harson. Well, that's Harson's fault. Like it just was one thing after another that that just then he had guys leave it. Yeah. Then he had the, the investigation. It was just one thing after another that, that made you go, is it his fault? Is it like, what's going on? And, um, and then I think behind the scenes, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of people trying to stir up no animus towards him. And he's not the guy and he's not recruiting and he's not doing this. He's not doing that. And some of that stuff's true. And some of it's not true. And so it was just a few negative things happened. And I think people behind the scenes took it, took it and snowballed it. And it became something that, uh, it, it impacted it in a negative way. Now we say all that. And then now, now that everything came back, I think he's got more fan support now than he would have had. If he, if that, if that series of events didn't happen, I think people were like, that's wrong. What happened? Some of that stuff was wrong. So I think, but, but like we talked about fan support's only part of it. It doesn't matter if, if the people, if he goes and wins eight games and the fans are happy, but the people behind the scenes are still pissed. I, I don't know what you do with that. I mean, you got in, you got to raise money in the NIL. You got to go get kids. And if there's boosters, I'm just speaking hypothetically. But if there's boosters going, you know what? I don't care. I don't like him. I'm not going to give. I'm not giving two million dollars to the NIL collective. I don't. I don't. I don't like Brian Harson. 
Like, what do you do with that? I don't know. You make sure it goes to basketball. I I, I genuinely don't know the answer to that. Um, yeah, it's complicated right it, now. It's so complicated. Hoke, thank you for your time, brother. One more time. How can folks sign up um, at AuburnLive.com? Yeah, man. AuburnLive.com. Uh, we have, always have a week trial for free. So go go sign up for a week. It's free. Go pick a week um, that works for you and, and uh, hang out for a week and see how you like it. But, uh, man, we've had a lot of fun growing it. So AuburnLive.com. Appreciate everybody for joining us. And uh, thanks to you for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Of course, buddy. Yeah, I have two written uh, Auburn written content subs uh it's you and it's um it's jay ferg so uh, be sure to check those guys out at auburnlive.com it's worth every single penny all the recruiting info all of the banter at the corner ton of good stuff we'll be back on monday right here on locked on auburn NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.